0: All right welcome welcome let's give everybody Hi. Minutes. how's everybody doing
1: well how are you it's
0: a great day to be alive
1: sure is
0: kind of we're just opened up the gates want people to kind of jump in here
2: just kind feel of like you be doing this webinar from like a yoga studio or somewhere
0: yeah i know well, i was actually just doing mm-hmm. it my moment of silence mm-hmm. was just yeah. a little internal Meditation before we started this, to be honest. I kind of like always love that. Yeah, I was doing this podcast the other day for somebody. I love that. I was doing this podcast for um somebody the other day. And they actually, before we started the podcast, I don't know if you've ever done this, he had me do a meditation with him, like a like a moment, which is the first time that I've ever done that. it was great. I enjoyed it, but it was he's like, I do this all my guests. And he's like, I was like, Will you do it with me? I'm like, sure. So we sat there and he kind of led us in this thing, which was kind of great. So Uh,
2: you know what's interesting, Adam. I do something. I have this little sticky note at home on my computer that says before every single meeting, take a deep breath, center yourself. What part of you is showing up with this meeting? And then below it, it's everyone has some good in them. And below that is remember not to meet ego with ego. I love that. And I literally look at that and I take a couple of deep breaths before every phone call, every meeting, before every every little thing that I have throughout the day. And it's just an opportunity for me to check in yeah. and be like, is the right part of me showing up? Because we don't always get it right. We yeah. definitely don't always get it right. Yeah. But you want to at least start the practice of attempting to get it right as much as possible, right? Now. Yeah.
0: I love that. You know, a lot of people believe that meditation is about trying to get and obtain some experience, which is wonderful, and you can have that during it. But meditation, when you first start meditating, it's just this stop and just for you to be aware of all the thoughts and voices and things that are going on in your head. That's where the first place people always like to share in the beginning, like, I don't know how to meditate. I can't meditate. Cause I have all these thoughts and I go, well, that's exactly right. Now. And then the question always becomes is, well, how do you know you have a thought? Right. And that's really where it starts. And that's why I love how you talked about this is like, um, you know, spirituality or personal growth, what we refer to it isn't about changing what you're doing externally. It's about the changing the part of you that's interacting with what you're doing. Like, again, I think people have this this impression that being a spiritual person means that you don't feel anger or that you're not irritated or that you don't get jealousy. It's actually you don't ever mess with any of those being a if you focus your inner world on being a more spiritual individual. What it means is when those things show up right when those things show up. You just don't engage with them so that if anger shows up and you engage with it, now anger is expressing itself through you. And that's the part of you that's now showing up. But if anger shows up and you become aware that there's anger there, you can become aware that it's in front of you, but you don't become it. That is the entire essence of spirituality. Well, let me just back up for a second, though, as we're because we be just the three of the four of we're us, going. Going. we're no, we're going. Right. all jump like, in exactly for what it is um so thank you for for being here i'll let you guys introduce yourselves in a second um but you know i'd love to just talk a little bit about you know project U. by the way came about i think six years but five years running and it's really is really for me it was a special thing because i was teaching across the country and we would teach to big rooms and then i would see people again and people would be excited that we were there and they loved it and then 90 days later or six months later i would see people and then ultimately they didn't make massive changes. Now, I'm not saying people didn't change and they didn't have impacts and they did, but really I wanted to create a course that where people couldn't escape where it got tough. And that was one of the things that we were really focused on is to make sure that people had the opportunity to work through an immersion course and really get deep into it. So we created what's called the original project you, which had four different segments to it, right? We've changed the order, but essentially it was it was um, physicality or health first, really what that meant. And it wasn't just about physical sports, it was way deeper into that, right? It was it was much more into foods you eat, your sleep, regulating all of that. What does health mean to you? How do you create a lifespan versus health span, all of that the second quarter was wealth originally is what we would do. And we would go into all about wealth, which is mechanics of making money. But really, fundamentally, there's better people to teach about mechanics and techniques around money. It was really designed to understand wealth and and how you view it. Because if you don't have a relationship, a healthy relationship with money, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you're always going to have some sort of anxiousness or anxiety or fear or the need to impress with it. And then, of course, we got into the spirituality section, um, which we're going to really talk about here today. And then the fourth was leadership and relationships. Now, um, over the last five years, I've transitioned and going to be teaching what's called Project U Unbound. Mia is going to be teaching you the original Project U, who she's taken it many times. um, And as somebody who I trust and admire to take this over, and I know that she's excited about this as well, too, to kind of teach that original course, Project U Unbound is is different um we're going really deep into the spirituality personal growth conversations which is really a 200 life concept which is life is really 100 percent inner world and 100 percent outer world and we're going to really focus on that on the 100 percent inner world in terms of kind of like brandon shows up like what part of you is really showing up and how we dig really deep into that um we'll go over the details of that what those both those programs look like but i'm going to turn over to brandon why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself and and uh and share a you know, you can share a little something about your experience if you want throughout the course and or something that you've learned throughout it that you think people would be, you know, valuable to hear this today recording or as a podcast.
2: Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon Tracy. I I am the uh, owner founder of BTG real estate out in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, And, you know, back in 2018 2019 um i realized that i was seeking something i wasn't sure what that was but i was really you know for lack of a better term irritated with um uh the conversations i was a part of um what i valued in my life i was i was seeking i was i was seeking uh something and i just wasn't sure what that was but i remember complaining a lot to my wife around like man i'm just I want to be in better conversations, bigger conversations, more meaningful conversations about life and business. I want to be around, you know, bigger thinkers and, and people I connect with more. And I really complained a lot to the point where my <laughs> wife was like, hey, maybe you should go do something about this. And I thought to myself, like, yeah, maybe I should. Um, and I was hiring an, a, an executive assistant at the time. And I read this book called The Founder and the Force Multiplier. Adam, you might know about that book. Um, <laughs> And that kind of just more or less landed me, you know, with you, Adam, to a certain degree and and started to have conversations um, around this stuff. And that landed me at Project U. Um, And, you know, now that I look back on it, I see the incredible, like I solved all those problems. Like Mia and I had lunch last Friday, right? Like if I'm going to have lunch with somebody, I want to have lunch with somebody like Mia. That's the kind of person I want to have lunch with. Not, you know, not that I don't love. You know, the low, you know, the real estate agents or, you know, some of our industry stuff, but it can be frustrating the conversations that you're constantly involved with victimhood conversations, um, conversations with people who really just haven't even met themselves at a deep enough level, let alone capable of meeting you at the level you want to be met at and meet you in the conversations you want to have. And that's what happened at Project U. And the spirituality component of it was really interesting because all of a sudden I was in an environment with other high-minded, successful people, and it was completely open. We can have a conversation about spirituality. We can have a conversation about awareness. We can have a conversation about the doubtful mind, the anxious mind, the unworthy mind of all these parts that are inside of us that most of us as leaders do a pretty good job of suppressing and pretending like we don't have them and that we have it all figured out. The reality of it is we're still facing all of those same kind of self-doubts and unworthiness and fears and reluctancies that we had when we were first starting in real estate. Um, They'll just keep following you to every level of success that you achieve unless you start to turn inward and go, okay, I'm going to apply myself to be better here the same way I would apply myself to be better anywhere in business. And it was that moment where I really started to flow through life and business in a completely different way. And that way, Felt way more authentic to me, felt way more meaningful for me. And most importantly, it felt way more sustainable to me. I was running red line on the stress and the anxi- anxieties and the fears, like most of us do, until we wake up and go, Oh, I'm, I'm a, 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 a different part of me needs to be doing the work here. I need to be showing up from a different place. So that's my. That's about as quick a story as you'll ever get me to tell. Yeah, go.
0: I love that. Let me ask you a question on that, too, is um how did that ease kind of bring, you know, show up in your life in terms of, you know, either at home or in business as well, too? And, you know, I know one thing that I love about you is that you're always willing to have radical conversations um in a clear, concise way and provide that. Like, how has that shown up differently for you?
2: Well... Let's take this kind of concept of um, what part of you is having the conversation, right? Um, When something happens, it's really important to kind of invoke the self, so to speak, take a deep breath and go, is it the calm, clear, confident part of me that's going to lean in and have this conversation? Or is it the reactive part of me that's what whatever part of me that's reacting, that's been triggered by, by the moment, the conversation, the challenge, Um, that I'm facing, right? So am I going to step in? And am I going to have these conversations from this anxious part of me, or this fearful part of me, or this angry part of me, or this frustrated part of me? Or am I going to take a deep breath, sit behind all of that, and approach this situation from this calm, clear, confident side of me? Because it's that side of us, it's that part of us that's going to do the same work that the anxious part would have done, but that part of us is going to generate a much better result. Whatever that result is for you, if that's a business result or a relationship result, or you just sitting down and letting go and being at peace and not worried for a night as you have dinner with your family, whatever that is, it's all invoked by you deciding I'm going to approach this situation from a part of me that's going to make it better yeah i love that you know openness again
0: we started commenting this in the beginning is not about not experiencing emotions that naturally show up inside right i think people think that they need to get their inner world inner world a certain way whereas that shouldn't show up in my life that shouldn't show up there they feel like they're doing it wrong the whole aspect of all of this is to be able to sit there in peace recognizing that your lower self or your psyche or ego whatever you refer to it as is now angry, right? It's just the nature of what the psyche does or the ego does. It just, it's got like rain has its nature, wind has the nature, a cow has its nature, the the ego has its own nature. And the ego will always want to grab your attention and put it on it and it'll do it in any way possible. And so it's not engaging in that, just understanding that again, the emotions are gonna flood in there. there They're gonna be different things that go on. You're gonna feel sadness. You're gonna feel joy. You're gonna have all the human experiences that are there but there's a subject object relationship there, which means that you're not any of them because they've all come and go. You have joy. And then all of a sudden you're sadness. Right. And then there's irritation. I do no, 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 Ed, I'm not irritated anymore. I'm angry. Like, how do you know you're angry now? No, no, I'm actually jealous now. Right. It's because you're in there being able to experience the subtle differences between there. Um, so thanks, Brandon, Ed, why don't you jump
3: in, introduce yourself. Sure. My, uh, my name is Ed Sutton. I'm uh, here in Connecticut running a team with Matt Miali and, um, you know my path to project u is not that different than probably brandon's but i think i had i remember when it launched the first time i watched the communication and what initially attracted me of course was the um although it probably repelled others the iron man like i it was like a, I'm a, it really attracted me early on so i i've always wanted to do that and i think that what when i'm was just listening to brandon thinking you know i I've, I've been a seeker my whole life like i've always been seeking something And I've had these, um, you know, I grew up with basically nothing, was able to uh, do pretty well, get very educated. So, you know, my parents were poor and not very educated. I'm like, well, I know what it'll be. It's I'm going to go to school. And I got two undergraduate degrees and a master's degree. And, you know, it wasn't there. So then I moved the ladder. Well, I'm going to just go chase money and success, accomplished that. And then when the market turned in 07, 08, I mean, I literally lost everything, like including the point where I thought I, would, I didn't even want to live. Like, who am I if I'm not these things? So I had this like, who am I moment probably since 2008. And I um, I could easily have landed on like a cult Netflix series like Nexium. Like I was seeking, I w- I got involved with whether it was therapy, landmark education, transcendental meditation. I, I was really looking at it. And I remember... Um, my partner, Matt, business partner, Matt, doing Project U. And when it came around again, it was literally the title. It's why I ultimately, it was called Project U. And I was like, well, geez, I've never spent any time actually looking in the mirror. And I'd spent a lot of time and energy investing and fixing a lot of crap that I had blown up, whether it was my (laughs) previous marriage, my relationship, my businesses. And I had done all of this work. I was burnt out and I had restored all of these things that I said were important to me. And I was empty and exhausted. And I think I came into Project U just simply because of the title and said, I'm just gonna show up and I'm literally gonna not have any judgment. And um, you know, it's wrapping up, I'm sad it's wrapping up. Um, I think what my takeaway was that uh, were just basically a few that really, this is this is really an inside out job. Like I've been looking outside for all this stuff to make it better. And I'm the same, that voice that Michael Singer talks about in the Untethered Soul, the same little boy that was afraid that they might not have power in their house or had money or lost it or is talking to you today. It's actually, if you really quiet your mind, it's actually sounds exactly the same. It's the same person. And when I was able to kind of unpack that and see it, I was like, oh my God, you've been here all along. And over the last almost year, I've really connected Um, at a a super life-changing profound way around my my who I am as a human who I am as a being that um, there's these five remembrances in Buddhism that I read every day that are like I am subject to aging I am subject to illness I am subject to dying and then this one gets me every time everyone and everything I love will be separated from me and the only thing I really own are my actions and like that had, that stopped me in my track when you introduced uh, that Zen Buddhist monk. Um, yeah. and what's cool about Project U is is, be, is that every single section there's something that comes in and not all of them feel quite comfortable. I'll be honest, but <laughs> I went into each one of them and um with the experience and just and I got something out of every single one of them and the gift that I have is I really connected back as a very young boy, uh, five and six years old, living in Brooklyn, I was an altar boy and I would walk in the dark. And like that person, that being has been with me for 58 years and I've abandoned that person. And Project U really reconnected me back to him. And, his, and then of course it spills over into health and wellness. And of course it has spilled over into wealth. Um, but if I had not gotten that piece, I think it might have just been more information like, yeah, of course, I should exercise more. Of course, I should be better with my money. It wouldn't have made sense to me had I not gotten this piece, at least for me. That was my takeaway. And then in the end, I'm going to die. We're going to die. And doesn't matter how much money I have. Um, I'm going to die. And um, that's a gift to have every day. I wake up with that gift. And that's um that's kind of my summary of it. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. You know, I, I have a lot of
0: shirts that people bought me over the years that says you are going to die. Yeah. Uh, in, fact, in fact, Matt just sent me one just recently that he saw <laughs> over there because that's what comment that I use. And I I I, sh- I say that especially in Project U a lot to our folks. I also also as a reminder to myself because this is I mean the fragility of life in general is I mean you're in and you're out right like just one moment you're just you're just gone like you're just. No longer there, right? And so it's like, okay, so then what am I about to do? It doesn't mean that it's not important, it just means is it that important that you're willing to sacrifice things over? I don't mean time and energy, I mean sacrifice your who you are, right? Or to not step back and realize that most of the things people are doing in life are just goals, right? There's nothing wrong. That's why playing with life is wonderful right like having the ability to have goals in business or to make a certain amount of money or go on a vacation or to have kids or to you know go be a painter or whatever it is look there's thousands of things you could be doing it's so irrelevant what people do here because you're just again you're just here playing with the experience of it all and at the end of the day you're gonna it's going to be gone including your kids are going to be gone everything else that you thought was going to be gone i always always go back to this and saying in a thousand years or five hundred years, are they even going to remember Americans? Like whole civilizations, right? Like at some point they won't, right? And maybe that's a thousand years. I mean, if we look back into generations, like no, somebody name me a Mesopotamian, like right? Like no, like we hear about them, but what are they going to generally say about Americans? And what it really does is it gives it should give you a, a whole uh, freedom of peace. To go, man. Everything I do doesn't really matter that much, but it matters, right? It's fun to play where we're here. It's your inner experience, what everybody after, right? I mean, that's really what it is. And if you, if it's just like you said, Ed, if it's if it's an inside-out job, it starts first with doing the work inside that makes everything easier outside. And we were just doing one of our all partner calls, and one of the conversations around this 84-year-old happiness study is about tending key relationships. And the relationship that I think is most that you tend to, which I didn't get into during that call, is you, is understanding the relationship of you first. Tend to that at the deepest level. And once you know who you are, you, you're able to bring meaning and joy and passion into anything that you do, because then you're no longer looking for it outside, trying to bring it inside, which is almost impossible for
3: you to maintain. And it becomes- I also think it's really tricky when you start to put, do that, which I've completely put down, it's almost unfair to all the other people that you're putting that on, like whether it's your siblings or your children, or all these other people, like you're putting that actually on them and you think you're doing it actually for them when it actually is just such a selfish act of um, it's just such, it's kind of a selfish act. And that I, 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 I had never seen that before and all this pursuing of like that, your children and your relationships with your siblings and all this stuff. like, you know, you could actually just put it down. It's, it's, it'll be okay. Yeah. You call off the search, right? Call off the search. Like it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love that. Well, Ed, thank you so much. Mia, introduce us, tell us a little bit about your experience and also tell us a little bit about why you're excited about teaching Project U the original course.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, I love actually sharing the story because I was when I met Adam and, and found Project U I was not in a successful place in my life Um, like you are around higher minded people and you are around people that are successful and that are going to have bigger conversations, which was extremely intimidating for me. Um, when I first came to project you, because I, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm the least of all of these people here. I was, you know, I was there on a scholarship, um, when Adam called me to like go to Project U, like I again, I've told the story on your podcast before and I'm gonna share it for everyone here again. But like I didn't have the money. I just straight up the amount of money that it cost was about as much as I was making. And I was like, I mean, I wasn't making very much money at all. And um agreeing to even pay for part of a scholarship, I was sweating because that was more money than I could actually agree to. Um, I barely even made it. To our first project, you like the flight and the hotel and everything. Like, I went out there very broke. And, um, you know, I had just moved to Wilmington, North Carolina from Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm back in Phoenix now, which is why Brandon and I got to have lunch on Friday, because it's kind of come full circle in this five year journey now. Um, but that's how long it's been. It's been five years, Adam, uh, or just almost five years um, that this whole journey has kind of come full circle. And he was out there just speaking um, to our market center. Amanda Price had um, brought him out to speak to our market center in Wilmington. And Hallie and I connected um, at the end of it. And the next thing I know, I'm talking to Adam and he's telling me, you need to go do project do. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. And like, I really can't afford it. And he's like, you need to go. And so, um, you know, that's like an Adam thing where he can just get you to like <laughs> do things that you're like, that are gonna be really good for you, but they're really uncomfortable. And so, um, I went and of course it changed my life. I mean, so much so that now I'm leading the next project to you, um, which was never even on my vision board. That wasn't a plan that I had. I mean, I'm like, I'm elated and excited and, and I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of it all. But that is the beauty of this journey is that when you release your attachments and your expectations, bigger things fall into place than you could ever imagine because you're not attached to your limiting beliefs anymore. And I just think your limiting beliefs sometimes can be goals. Goals are like, I mean, goals can be as far as you see yourself going. And and I have goals and I work towards things, but I am not attached to them anymore because I've learned that, you know, my goals can unintentionally become ceilings if I let them and just to allow anything to transpire. And um, you know, my first my first year of Project U, I quadrupled my income. You know, I, I made it was more money than I'd ever made in my life. Um, and but I learned so much about myself having that much money. Um <laughs> I played with the money the exact same way I did when I was poor as I did when I had a lot of it. And so um, and I think that's what's great about this journey, and especially like some so many of us keep coming back to Project U over and over and over again, which is why there's even Unbound has really even become a thing because we're just constantly evolving as a person. And so what I've learned about myself through all of this is you're right. The, it's not that the problem goes away or the anxiety goes away or the frustrations go away. It's that who you are, uh, the person that's actually interacting with those things starts to change. And, um, and every time I encounter that emotion again or that experience again, I realize I'm the person who's showing up with more tools to that same problem. So like... I'm going to use money as an example here. You know, me, I'm ha- I've had to learn how to treat money differently. I'm, you know, finally cultivating wealth. My relationship with money used to be when I have more of it, everything will be okay. Which is exactly what Ed was talking about. Of when we go outward and to try and fix things inward, it's not a solve. It's not a solve. You're just you're actually bringing that same person to you. Now you've just got more ways to create problems for yourself, and so um you know i've learned how to shift the way i think i've learned how to shift the way i interact with things um i've learned how to be more honest with myself um take more ownership I, i've never had this ability before to take the the level of extreme ownership i can and how i show up in everything my relationships my work my friendships you know the way i interact with money all of it like I have a new level of, of, um, extreme ownership where I can have hard conversations with myself. I've learned to not be afraid of being exposed or those things being exposed. I've learned to actually welcome those things because the, the, the actually the more, um, open I am to just being, uh, free of that. Um, like more open I am to the things I used to feel vulnerable about the freer I get. And so, um, you know, now that I'm, I'm leading a project, you, you know, the, there's a lot of things that show up again, that showed up in that first project, you, am I worthy to be here? You know, that's the, one of the first conversations that came up and I'm like, Hey, wait, we've been here before. We've been through this conversation before. And, um, and you are exactly where you need to be. And I don't I don't have to even over justify it. I can just have so much faith and so much trust around where I'm going because, I've laid the groundwork i've i've done myself work i've I'm a different person than I was five years ago
0: thank you that's wonderful and yes you you all all of us are completely different yeah. people um let me ask you a question what uh what does spirituality mean to you? I know it's a, sometimes people get lost in that word, right? And yeah. I'm going to ask all three of you this question, but it just, it's like, it seems like an abstract concept. It seems kind of big. It can be esoteric, is it Buddhism? What does, what does spirituality actually mean to you?
1: You know, I wonder if my answer changes every time that we talk about this, because when I first. My first um, instinct of spirituality was about religion. That's, that's how I connected to spirituality originally. Like I was, you know, I, I, I had a, I grew up in the church. Um, So that's what spirituality was for me. Um, Spirituality now is my relationship with myself and my source. And so um, it is, it is connection to my true self.
0: Awesome. I love that. Brandon, what about
2: you? i agree with Mia. <laughs> um you know when i fir- spirituality was a trigger word for me like it is for many people i think um it, it i had applied it to religion um and it's really not like it, it's secular everybody gets a seat at the table there's nothing specific for you to have to believe in yeah. at all um and and that th- this this whole spirituality concept within project U is not about a belief system it's not about you know, defining it—it's simply a journey inward um, to discover. You know, we all say this. Like we, we, we all desire a life of happiness and joy and fulfillment. And we all, we often attach that to a lot of external things. If I get this, then I'll be this, right? If I get that new car, then I'll be okay. Then I'll feel successful. Then I'll feel whatever. But the reality of it is, is joy, uh, happiness success fulfillment love it's not something you earn it's not something you have to earn it's something that you tap into and until you turn inward you're likely to not really find any of those things you're likely to be caught in a cycle of trying to earn love trying to earn your version of success trying to earn respect Um, so spirituality to me is, is really just about being at peace with myself, loving who I am for where, like who I am today. There's nothing I have to do to love myself. There's nothing I have to earn to be valid, to be respected. I am that right now. And I'm going to bring that now to the life that I live, to the external things that I choose to put my focus on. I'm going to bring that to it. Um, So that's really, that's really what it means to me.
3: Awesome, it's beautiful. Thank you, Ed. What about you? I, it would really have been a great question to have asked me a year ago, or even <laughs> six months ago, because like like both Brent, I was raised very Catholic. I was actually in a religious order. I mean, I'm I mean, you talking about being all yeah. in, and then when I got out, because I've been a person who's very attracted to that, and I left when I was twenty. And then I spent a lot of years like knowing that this religion and belief was kind of not, it was, I didn't line up. It didn't feel comfortable on anymore. Then I didn't know what to do. So I tried on a whole bunch of other types of, whether it was churches or things, but what, what I really have gotten to here is this, to me, spirituality is the fastest path for me to disconnect from this ego thing I think I have and to get integrated with that that quiet purse, the consciousness of inside, so that um, whether something is awesome and happy and fulfilling or sad and tragic, that I'm not attached to either of those. The, the water moves down the river. There's no, the, 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 clinging to be, something being perfect and happy and joyful is no different to clinging to something that's you're suffering around, and that to me was like the world exploded when I got to see that. And I think that my that spiritual path is. That's the road I'm on. To how quickly can I get through all these things? And I'm actually excited when good things and bad things show up right now because I'm like, oh, it's like an at bat. It's like a baseball player. You can only be a good hitter if you see a lot of pitches. Like uh, life, and especially in our business in particular, if you work in an office someplace like an insurance company, you probably work with the same twenty people for twenty years of your life. In our world, you sell fifty houses a year. That's fifty new relationships, fifty new attorneys. And every day is a day to practice this and, and dust yourself up, off, get back up and do it. And I think it's a it's a really strange response to what I think I would have typically replied to in the past. Awesome. Let me ask you, anybody can take this. What do you think you've seen
0: from going through Project U and your work that you've done that you can no longer unsee?
1: You know, um, I think we just talked about this on one of our project U calls recently or I don't remember where it was. Um, I had that thought of like, there, there was a, for the very first time, um, uh, over the past year where I was like, man, I almost wondered like what it would be if I never figured out how to become self-aware. And I was just like blissfully ignorant because there's so much work you do on your, and it's hard, you know, and, but that is exactly what you can't unsee is once you realize you, who you could really become or how much peace you could really have or how much more understanding. And I don't know what it is about this need for understanding that like is so inherent inside of us to like, just want to seek, to want to know more, to want to understand ourselves. Um, once you get a glimpse of seeing something bigger than yourself or seeing a part of you become, uh, something you never thought it could, you can't unsee that. And that's why when you, when you take a step, uh, uh, when you take a step into this journey, there's really no turning back.
3: Love that. Well, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that is that I can't unsee the part of me that was living that way. Like literally like the inmates running the prison and not, not only can I not unsee it, I see it in every person around me. And I think I have tremendous understanding and compassion now in a way that i did not have because i was so like what is wrong with you i'm the same i was the same you right so i i think as i've been able to put the mirror up and see it i'm like oh my god there it is in everybody and like it just softens the edges around it for me
2: i love that okay i um you know we went through an exercise once that i can kind of put a bow on this with is um you know once i really started to understand that i wasn't my thoughts and that I wasn't my feelings, and I could start to see that. You know, like Adam, you, you run people through the like, can if you said apple in your head, right? Like just say it in your head, you can actually hear a voice in there saying it. If you said picture an apple in your head, you can see an apple in your head. And you asked a very powerful question, and this is a singer thing as well. It's just like, well, who hears that? Who sees that? That's you, right? Like that, like you are the observer of all that is happening in your life, right? All the feelings that you have, every time you're triggered, every emotion that comes up, every thought that you go, you are none of those things. You are the one who observes them. And once I really got that, and that's not an intellectual journey, right? Like you don't intellectually get that. That is a knowing, that is an experience. And once you have experienced it and you know it, there's no going back over that bridge. That bridge is burned behind you, it's done. You are now going this way. Um, and that changed my life. That's awesome. You know, that's why all the great
0: masters who have come before have taught awareness. And that awareness is exactly what you just described, because once you become aware from there, it's all over. Like it's, there's a lot of work to do, but in terms of the actual journey, it it essentially is you've pointed yourself now in the right direction. Mia, could you walk us through what project you, uh, looks like from, from what, how you're going to be teaching it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this first um, uh, retreat is going to be based on physical, I just think that's the best one to start with. I know we've kind of changed up the order in the years. Um, and I, 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 you know, I get a lot of autonomy in how we're going to move things forward. Um, and I, I also have feel this very like protectiveness over that as well. Um, <laughs> but, um, so the, we're going to stick to physical because it's such an, it's such a relatable entry point yep. for this journey because all of us, um, really enjoy checking boxes, especially as I high leaders. Um, and you learn to change that part of you, by the way, like in this journey. Um, but it's a really great entry point to understand the tangibility of what part of you is showing up in, in the way that you interact with life. And so, um, it's going to be here in Phoenix. The dates are July 19th, 20th, and 21st. Uh, We're going to be at the Biltmore area by the Canby. Um, We're going to definitely have some um, uh, yoga and group workouts and kind of the the accoutrement that you need when you're getting into that physical space. Um, But that's where we're first going to really start to explore um, not just our health, but how our health interacts with our spirituality. Um, And it's funny because I always thought it was interesting that we were supposed to hold off for spirituality. And, you know, like it was like usually the third one in or fourth one in and you the first ever project you, I ever went to, we were, um, in Austin and we were talking, we went down the rabbit hole almost immediately, you know, like it was pretty much all spirituality. Um, but that's how connected it is. Um, and then, you know, we'll be doing our spiritual retreat in Sedona. Um, you know, where the uh, vortexes are, and um, it's a very spiritual area, and so we'll be in Arizona for all four retreats. Um, We have some really cool speakers. We have some really cool um, teachers that are going to be coming out, Um, and it's going to be a really, really um, incredibly life-changing experience. Yeah,
2: it'll definitely be life-changing. Go ahead. Well, it's really interesting about the health one, and I, I feared I don't want everybody to think that the the health one is all about like physical activity or whatever, because the thing that absolute, like the, the, maybe one of the most important pieces of project you for me outside of the spirituality aspect is you had us read a book by Dr. Sanjay Gupta uh, about sleep. And you know we all got to talking about sleep systems <laughs> now all of us have like cooler yeah. sleep systems yes. and eight sleep and like we're now yeah, talking about which one's better but let me tell you something like that sleep combined with the whoop me just being me being back to the the, the the word aware me being aware that i was telling myself a story about oh i'm not a good sleeper or i can't sleep Um, I started to reframe that immediately at Project U and I started to take action towards creating a better sleep environment for me. I started tracking that through a through a whoop strap. I started making adjustments based on the data that I was retrieving. And now I'm happy to report that I am an Olympic level sleeper like I I, I am I changed I was never a sleeper I was a worrier I would put my head would go down on that pillow at night and my brain would go it would go and then my sleep would be broken now I get a salt like I get a hundred percent sleep every single night for the first time in my life and that that's like that one thing. What's that one domino? If you could hit one thing that it would benefit everything else that you do physically, it's sleep. And I and like going through Project U, I never would have landed on that. You could have sent me a podcast, Adam, or a or an <laughs> article that justified, "Yep, yeah, I should do this," and "Nope, I don't." But being in this environment around those people, having the conversations, all of us joking about sleep systems it's like you lean into the participation of it all for a long enough period of time to start to feel the results and then they just become habits and your life changes for the better.
0: You know, we talked about the 84-year-old study that's going on that just released and they said the key component to happiness i put in their joy or peace is key relationships and one of the things about project u is you build key relationships with a group of people that you that you see four times a year in addition to see on calls, you have different conversations with them because you're all going down the same path. It is just like that. The project you is you. And so you said it well, Brandon, where you talked about it's every one of these components. People know about health. People know about spirituality. People know about leadership and relationships and wealth but it's really focusing on those four key things. So you have awareness in how your habits have performed before and how they're going to change going forward. So you start working and tinkering at each one of these components of your life because they really make up you, right? That's where the whole thing is like, if you were to generally break it down into four things, those would be the four things you kind of break it down into. So, you know, thank you very much for doing that. We're excited. And I know that everyone that's that participates with you is going to have a transformational life and experience for them in all those categories. So I'm really excited for everybody there. Um, the Project you Unbound is very particular as it relates to spirituality. So people are interested in that one. As Mia said, uh, or Brandon Ed said too, as well, the conversation when you get around me at this point, regardless of what segment is, naturally starts going to deeper conversations around the inner world, your inner experience. What does that look like? Because it's a, it's a, it's one of those things where you can't write out a plan for it because you have to be the one going through there. And then when you try to ex- explain the process that you're going through, it's very hard to point to it in words unless somebody else has gone through it. So really those group settings, those conversations, those teachings, those being together of really going deeper in there just continues to expand your awareness. So you can do the real work in life, which is to remove the some scars that are there. So you become clear and undisguised as to who you are in allowing that person to shine through. Um, And just there's an abundance of joy that sits behind uh, just actually the way it is, it sits right below the psyche. Then there's the psyche. and Then there's you who's looking at it. So it's removing a lot of those things. Um, again, there's four segments. They're all going to be in Vermont. They're all going to be based on that. But they, each one has a different theme to it. So each spirituality session, we're going to go deeper into some of the, the components of what that looks like. Again, bringing in some guest speakers and some fun things to be able to do there. So we're all excited, um, you know, and, and all three of my guests here are, you know, are, are doing this because I know that they wake up every day now now particularly wanting to use the information that we've all learned together and sharing together to kind of better other people. And that's why I love about all of you and you know, everyone wakes up every single day with the intention of how do I can how can I just change somebody else's life or get them to think about this in a different way? Um, and you guys are all out there doing it. whether you're teaching it or not, I know every single one of you is out there doing that, which is really cool to stop and think about the accomplishments that you guys have had and what you're doing. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty remarkable. Allie, any questions or?
1: Uh, no, no questions yet. We did get a question actually a little bit earlier on email wanting um, some additional, just some of the details on cost and scholarships and how do they register. You can go to com slash unbound or uh, Mia, you would like people to just email you directly if they're interested in the project you original. Yeah, and I'll put that um, in the chat here.
0: Put it in the podcast notes too. Any parting thoughts from the three of you? Are you good? I do. Well, I
1: just I did want to say I love that you mentioned the relationships because um that growth you your relationships change and um, the people that you make friends with in project, you are literally friends for life. I mean, so my, they are my closest friends now, my absolute closest friends, people that I go to for the really hard conversations and the big questions and for someone to be honest or or to reflect a mirror back to me or, you know, that's um, the relationships are life changing.
2: Yeah, um, i just share an aha that I had along this journey that I that I think is um, important and that is, you know, we hear a lot about um, how, how success is simple. Um, it's not easy, right? Uh, success in real estate and business building, it's actually a very simple path, right? There's a roadmap, there's models. It's really just about our capacity for executing and integrating these things into our lives. And I had this this epiphany at one point where I went, oh, this, the, the model, the success, the map towards building a business or being a good steward of my money or whatever it is, being fit, losing weight. It's a very simple path. Where it gets really messy is all the internal stuff that starts to get in the way of me accepting how simple that is, mm-hmm. right? I'm getting in the way of the simplicity. So there's almost nothing more important in our entire lives than to go inward to essentially, and this is a key thing because you can't attach, you can't go inward to be successful outward, right? If you attach it to being successful outward, it's gonna have a negative effect. But the reality of it is your answers are going inside. It's going inside and removing the part of you that's getting in the way of the natural flow of life. Life wants to take you down this path. Life wants it to be simple and easy for you. We get in the way of that so often. Um, so I realize that, you know, most of us, we, we overcomplicate things to just justify our inaction. What if you just went in and removed that part of you? That part of you no longer showed up at work or in your relationships or with your money. Like that alone is worth the price of admission to me. I love that. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all for being here. I love all of you. Thank you for all the hard work that you're doing. And we'll talk soon. Thanks, Adam. Thank you.